Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome into episode 303 of the Source Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the Growing KSR Podcast Network, <laughs> presented by Just Dental. Today, we have a very special show in store featuring none other than five-star guard Jasper Johnson. But but before we get started, we have a quick message from our friends at Justice Dental. Sources say is presented by the great team at Justice Dental. Visit one of their two Lexington locations by scheduling an appointment online at justdental.com or by calling or texting 859-543-0700. Dr. Thompson, Dr. Justice, and their team look forward to seeing you soon. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. I got far left, Zach Gagan, my guy, KSR. What's going on, Zach? How's it going, Jack? Thanks for having me on. It's been a while. Yeah, we're very excited for this, but the you know why you guys are here. Jasper Johnson joining us. Uh, he has a very, very special trip coming up back home, the homecoming game. Uh, he's returning back to his old stomping grounds at Wood- Woodford County. Jasper, what's going on first and foremost? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Nothing much, though. I'm chilling right now. So we, we got the, the time slip up very closely. We, we stole you from a workout. How did that workout go? Um, it went good. Uh, we just did a whole, whole lot of ball screen stuff, action, uh, catching shoot threes. Uh, just really uh, me and my bigs working out, guards and bigs, having having our, our things to, to get right for our game coming up soon. So 
about that big game. You're you're returning back to Woodford County, man. Uh, uh, fans are really excited about this. This is a chance for you to you know get back to kind of where it all started for you. Uh, playing, you know, uh, it's like you, you've grown up on all of us. You're now playing on the national stage, playing for Link Academy. You're, you're hooping over there. How excited are you for this matchup in particular, just being able to go up against, you know, Darren Peterson's the headliner, but, you know, Huntington Prep's obviously, uh, you know, national powerhouse in its own right. I'm, I'm ready for it. Prepare. Uh, I'm just happy to come back home, uh, play in front of the fans, uh, some of my friends, see them again, just just play back at Wolfer again. Um, definitely, definitely ready for the matchup. Uh, me and Darren, uh, we talk pretty often for sure. So, I mean, you know, him talking some stuff, me talking it back. But, I mean, we're getting prepared for the game for sure. Hey, Jasper, thanks for joining. Uh, I, I want to. I'm curious how this event started. You know, did did you have a, a a hand in kind of setting it all up, or was it your dad who figured it out? You know, how how did everything kind of come about here? Um, me and my dad. Uh, I mean, my grandfather, he played a big role in my life. So, I mean, I always wanted to, you know, try to see if I could go away, but then also see if I can have an opportunity to come and play at home uh, so my family can see me play. I know I me, mean, I'm traveling a whole lot of, uh, around the world and stuff. So having my friends and family where I, where I come from, being able to see me play was a big thing of mine that I wanted. So, I mean, uh, might as well just have, play some contributions to my grandfather as well while doing it. J- yeah, Jasper, yeah, go for it. I was going to ask, did – did, uh, did you and Darren talk about trying to make it so you two played against each other, or was that just kind of how it worked out? Um, I mean, I guess it's really just kind of how it worked out. I mean, I've always wanted to play against him. I mean, maybe play with him, but, I mean, it's going to be good to be on the court with him for sure, just to compete at a high level. Jasper, on that note, you know, your grandfather is a legend in this area. Just – Knowing after he passed the impact that he made on the entire community, like it, you, you could tell pretty clearly that he was a larger than life guy, and everybody in this state loved him. How cool was that moment for you? Obviously, it was just a you know sad moment for you, but knowing the impact that he has made on so, on millions of lives, and, you know that, and then the fact that you now have an event kind of named after him for him, uh, just kind of give, giving back to the legacy of of, of your grandfather. Um, I mean, it's great. Uh, I know his, he left a large legacy, like you said, impacted a lot of people. Um, always put God first, and, I mean, I always looked up to him. He was around me for forever. I mean, being in the gym since where I can first remember. Um, I mean, so him him being there for me I mean, helped me a lot, and I know him leaving. I mean, it, it hurts, but I'm definitely uh, looking forward to, you know, just driving through it, uh, pushing and doing everything in his name for sure. What do you think was the best lesson that he taught you? You know, he was so involved in sports and a legend, uh, specifically football, basketball, just in the, in the area. What was the biggest lesson in your life that you think he passed on to you? Um, really just working hard, really. I mean, like how, how he had with my dad, my father coming from a smaller area. Um, I mean, knowing that it's possible, he's just, just putting in the hard work. I mean, that for sure. But I mean, another thing, uh, you know how I, I like to always wear my shoes for sure. So, I mean, him telling me, uh, you know, play like it's your last game. And he would always be like, you might as well look like it. It's your last game, too, as well. So just doing that and then, you know, how I changed my shoes up a lot, like every half, sometimes every quarter. But that far right there was also something that stuck with me. Jasper, what what would you say is one of your favorite memories of of, uh, of your time with your grandfather? Mm, plenty of memories, really. Um, probably, you know, going down to his field. Uh, we will always have to, you know, have hard work and hard, hard workouts there. Uh, me and my brother uh, just running the track and stuff. I mean, those memories right now, I know they was hard on me, but now looking at it in the past, uh, I mean, I know it helped me for sure be a, as an athlete, but as a person mentally and physically for sure. 
how hard was it giving up football? Because I know how much he made an impact on your football journey, and you were pretty freaking good at football in, in your own right. How hard was that knowing that you know you probably could have gone to the next level in football if you wanted to, but focusing on you know what what your your real pro uh, future looks like in basketball? Um, it was hard for sure. Uh, I mean, he was actually the person that you know told me I needed to stop playing. But, I mean, him being there influenced me to start playing football. Him and my dad, since I was probably about four or five years old, playing forever. I mean, this is my first year not playing, so it was real hard to give it up. I mean, I love the game of football as well. Uh, Taught me some lessons for sure. I feel like it helped me in my game as well, basketball-wise. But it was definitely a difficult decision. But, I mean, he he told me to stop, so I feel like it was was the right thing to do. How was it playing under your dad for football? Was he harder on you than the rest of the kids, or...? Nah, you know, it's kind of crazy because in basketball, he would be harder on me than anybody ever. But in football, he wouldn't really, really, really say anything to me. But, I mean, a couple couple things in practice, you know, he'll get on me. I complain back. You know, it's just being having it different coming from your father, being your coach. I mean, but, I mean, at the end of it, I knew it was love for sure. But, I mean, I love playing for my dad. Where was the moment for you that you knew that basketball was what you needed to do? Like, was there a moment that clicked for you that you were like, all right, I am not just a very good high school basketball player. I'm not just a very good AAU basketball player. I could be a high-level college player and then a high-level pro. And, mm-hmm. you know, j- just how, how cool was that realization for you when, when it did kind of hit you? Um, I'd say I knew I could really be, be great, a pro. Probably, i say after my first session at UIBL, uh, playing 15U for Team Fat, uh, I mean – Coming from Kentucky and playing a whole whole lot of bigger names, a better competition, a lot of people had a whole lot of pressure for me and high standards. So, I mean, just preparing myself for, for that first game, that first session. Um, I mean, played a couple of good players with some big names, and I, I did really well. So, I was like, I mean, if I can do it to them, I can do it to anybody in the country, I feel like. So, that right there, that moment right there was really really when I, when I knew I should lock in for sure and I can be great at this. What what went into the decision to to transfer from Woodford to Link Academy and, and, and really take your game to the next level? Um, definitely being able to play in front of more eyes, more exposures, uh, traveling, uh, just just really the better competition each and every day in practice. I know we have some high level guards, uh, LeBaron, Fightline, uh, Trey Johnson, uh, T.L. Barrett. You know we push each other each and every day in practice to get better. I um, mean then in the games for sure being able to play against uh, some top ranked teams like we played. I think. I think five top 10 teams this year for sure. So, I mean, being able to play them and, and play in front of some NBA scouts and college coaches, just, just showing what I can do to everybody who's watching. Are you, are, it, are you seeing the differences from Woodford to Link Academy? You know, what's kind of been the biggest difference for you so far? Um, definitely my time management. Uh, being able to focus on my basketball side more. I um, mean, in our daily schedule, uh, working on my body, uh, nutrition, uh, weights, uh, individual workouts, film sessions. Uh, just being able to focus more time on, on my athletic side, uh, being here has definitely been my change for sure. Has it been validating for you to, you know, looking at your numbers, looking at your game, watching your games, you know, even following you, EYBL, all these all-star events, and, you know, knowing that you you continue to trend upward. You're not, you know, you didn't hit a plateau once the competition started coming. Is it validating for you to know that the work that you've put in to get to this point and, you know, kind of personally saying, okay, I can hit that next level. I can be that high level, high level player. You know, how, how you know, did it confirm anything for you to, you know, once you did reach this spot that the, the talent was still showing through? 
Um, yeah, uh, like going back to my grandfather, uh, just working out since I was younger, uh, since I was a little kid, uh, me and my dad and my grandfather, you know, we would get up before school in the morning since I was in probably like second, third grade. And I mean, me then not knowing that I would be able to be where I'm at right now, uh, crying and complaining, but I knew it worked out for the better for sure. So that's why I'm, I'm doing as good as I am right now. I just know to keep staying focused and, and working and I get to where I need to go. Jasper, I'm curious if you pay it to, or, or, or friends with any of the, the really talented Kentucky kids right now. You got Gabe Weiss, uh, Tay Kinney, uh, Travis Perry, obviously, Malachi Moreno. You know, do you see those guys? Or do you talk with any of them, you know, all being Kentucky guys? And it feels like the state's really – the talent level in the state is really elevated over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely keep in contact with them, uh, reaching out, seeing seeing their games and stuff, uh, just talking and talking life and basketball. I mean, yeah, I, I keep in contact with them for sure. I know they're killing it down there. Uh, you know, they 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 wish me luck up here every time I play and, and go out to showcase and put on for for us boys in Kentucky to show that uh, we can do it too as well, being in a smaller state or whatever. But it's not just college, and we have some good players from Kentucky. So I mean, I'm doing it for them. They're doing it for me as well. What has been your favorite moment at Link thus far? You know, favorite event. You guys have just traveled all across the country playing in high-profile games. What has been kind of the best moment for you thus far since since you went to Link? Hmm. I mean, I know probably uh, City of Palms didn't go how we wanted to, but you know, just being able to play in front of those that crowd and, and seeing a seeing a lot of high-level players from when I was younger play there. Uh, just being able to be in that room myself, uh, playing there. I mean, I know it might have not have went how we wanted it to, but I still think that was a that was a great experience for me, me and my teammates for sure. Yeah, you got to go up against guys like VJ Edgecombe and the Boozer Twins. What was that experience like? Was that kind of a like a step back moment, like, all right, I'm here, or you know, you've done that in AAU before, so it wasn't anything new. Just how, how was that experience? Um. I mean, it wasn't really anything new, but I mean, I knew it was going to be something special for sure. I mean, I'm playing on a bigger stage, really get shown what I'm about, uh, just executing. Me and my teammates were looking forward to playing those high teams all season. So we got to the opportunity and we made the most of it that we could. Where have you seen your game grow the, the most? And I guess big picture for you know people that haven't seen you enough or or at all what separates your game from everybody else in your class and where have you seen that game you know the, the specifics of your game grow since being at link um me and coach bill talking uh, about being a two-way player um i know and, and hopefully i go to the nba that's my dream goal for sure um not everybody's gonna be able to have the ball so i mean a lot of people know that i'm ball dominant but you know being off the ball and then making an impact on both sides of the floor consistently as a high rate. Uh, that for sure right there has, has been my, my growth for, growth point. Uh, watching a lot more film, uh, making more of my reads more crisp and uh, per performing at a high level each and every day, being consistent, really. That, that's, that's what I've been looking for most of in my growth. Jack, I'm going to ask a recruiting question if you, don't, if you don't mind if I dive into that. Let's jump in. All right. Well, obviously, Kentucky. Uh, they've got their eyes on you. Already extended an offer to you. You know, just kind of where do things stand with Kentucky so far? Uh, who are you talking with the most? You know, what's the communication level like? Things like that. Um, Coach Orlando and Coach Cal uh, reach out to me by text or call. You know, each and every day, whenever they can, uh, just telling me to tune in. You know, watching the games, uh, seeing seeing the vision, setting the vision for me uh, at the guard point of view. Uh, I see how they changing their play style and, and saying that I can fit in there. Um, asking me who I would like to play with and who who I want to surround me with, but I mean, definitely reaching out to them, and keeping consistent uh, with communication between us coaches and, and me. I remember early on when when we talked last that 
uh, you know, shortly after the offer, it was important to you that you were one of like six guys that were on the big board for Kentucky, that you were kind of a, a, a very select pool of guys that Kentucky really wanted to build around in the foundation of, uh, you know, their, their future recruiting efforts. How looking back at that now, how important was that in knowing that, you know, you're not just another Kentucky kid that they're going after, you know, adding another in-state talent, that they saw you as a Darren Peterson. They saw you as a, you know, Cam Boozer. They saw you as the top of the top because they, you know, they, they view you as that type of talent. How important was that looking back at it? Um, I mean, it's important for sure from anywhere. Uh, being able to know that I'm being looked in as a, as a key player, a star player uh, in the program and in that staff, but – I mean, definitely, it's a good thing for sure. Having them have confidence in me as a player to be able to be on the court and make things happen, and hopefully bring a national championship. So having that trust in the coaches staff means a lot for sure. How much did Kentucky kind of changing their offensive style to you know wanting to shoot more threes, run faster? Has that has that changed your perceptive perception of Kentucky and Coach Cal, and maybe how you think about that program as from a recruiting perspective? Yeah, definitely. I mean, playing fast is how I like to play. Uh, I mean, shooting more threes, uh, running the floor, uh, creating offense. I mean, running fast play gives you more possessions for, for everybody on the team can score. I mean, not only me, but if players around me are doing that as well, I mean, can score at a higher level. Uh, I mean, definitely seeing that as helping me in my transition from, from college to the NBA, being able to uh, get to my spots and, and score in less time, less less dribbles, and, and just valuing possession for sure. You said that that Kentucky asked you who you wanted to play with. Who do you want to play with? Mm. Um, I mean, it's a couple players uh, that I, that uh, they've recruited that I, I talk to on a daily. Like, uh, I mean, Darren. Uh, I'd probably say Malik, Cameron. Um, I talk to Darius a lot as well. I mean, just just a couple different players. Caleb Wilson. It's, it's a couple of names out there for sure. I, it kind of interested me when I talked to Jaden Quaintance. I know you you were familiar with him, played AAU with him. Uh, I asked him who was the one player that he wanted to play with most at Kentucky, uh, and he said that it was uh, Caden Boozer. I thought that was kind of interesting yeah. that you know everybody would just assume that it would be Cam, but you know he he, he like you know he brought you up, and and so it, it's the camaraderie with with that 25 class, I think is pretty, pretty fascinating. And uh, especially cause you're a part of a very select group of guys that Kentucky is going after. So uh, I think, th- I think that's pretty telling. You did also mention a lot of 25 names. I have to ask the question. I, I know you hate it at this point. What is the latest about your reclass decision? And uh, are you still pretty firm on 25? I mean, it's, it's an option. Always going to be an option to reclass up, but I mean, as overall, I probably think I'll stay in 2025. Uh, just to let my, my my body get another year, uh, mature another year, see the game a lot better, and just give me some more time to prepare for that for that hopefully that one season, and then go to the draft. Kind of on that note, what are, what are some of when you're having those discussions? What are some of the drawbacks and maybe the positives for reclassifying and staying? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like reclassing up. I mean, nah. I mean, I feel like I feel like I could for sure, but I mean, I think I need another year on my body, like I said. Uh, mentally and physically as well. Um, I mean, and staying in 2025 class, I feel like I, I got to do some more things. Like, I mean, hopefully being Jordan Brand Classic, McDonald's All-American, I mean, things like that, uh, just to just to fulfill my, my high school chance while I can and, and, and just enjoy the moment. And, and I know one of the last times we talked, you, you said that a, a list cut was coming and that's kind of the, you're in the process of not worrying about a decision necessarily, but just kind of, 
chopping things up and, and, you know, narrowing things down, where do things stand now with that? You know, when would you like to kind of keep cutting things down and way off into the distance? What does a decision time frame look like for you? Um, I mean, I'm planning on cutting my list to about eight, eight or 10, uh, one of those two, but, uh, just, just really just, uh, communicating with these coaches and things, uh, seeing my role that they see in me, the vision, but I mean, commitment wise, I probably plan, on hopefully committing around around the end of summer, around that time. By then, I think I should be ready for sure. What will be the kind of dis- final deciding factor for you? Like when, when when push comes to shove, it kind of hits you that okay, this is the place that I need to be, I need to be. What will be that moment for you? What's going to be kind of the telling factor for you? Hmm, the telling factor, um, probably just just the trust. Really, that process right there alone. Uh, me and the head coach have to have to be on the same page and have the same vision. Um, somewhere where I know I can grow and develop for sure. Uh, whether that's me being ball dominant, off the ball, uh, being with playing around other good players for sure, learning that rule and stuff as well. So, I mean, kind of like a step at being here, coming to link in my transition there. Uh, just 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 crisping up a couple of different things and and knowing I should be able to be in the right place at the right time to be able to show what I can do on the court. We've talked a lot about Kentucky here, but what what are some of the other schools that are really recruiting hard? I know you've got about you know, two dozen offers, something like that. So what are some of the other schools that are maybe on that level with Kentucky in terms of contact? Um, To name a few, probably I'd say like uh, Alabama, North Carolina, Kansas, uh, USC, Missouri, uh, who else? Arkansas, just a couple, couple schools been reaching out to me consistently for sure. Who would you say is is pushing for you the hardest? Who who do you kind of feel that uh, is is kind of separating you from the rest of the class of guys that you know you you know pretty clearly that they want you as a top priority? Hmm, a couple schools, probably I'll say uh, Alabama. Uh, they've been reaching out to me since probably freshman year. That's probably my first like big big SEC offer. Uh, Alabama, Missouri, um, Auburn, Arkansas. Kentucky, UNC, it's a couple schools that, that are really showing me I'm a priority. It, it's, I know it, everybody assumes that your dream school growing up was Kentucky. Would, did you have any other dream schools? Like, w- w- was there another school that you kind of secretly liked, you know, behind the scenes that, you know, m- maybe as a Kentucky boy, you didn't really, you know, admit publicly that like, oh, I might have liked this school or that school? Um, yeah, I liked, uh, I used to like to watch uh, North Carolina a lot. Uh, being being a, uh, a young a young kid, uh, seeing that blue, that baby blue, for I mean, that really sparked my interest for sure, right then and there. But I mean, knowing the history in that program for sure, I mean, I was always a fan of them. So who are you rooting for? Who are you no, rooting for ahead. in the CB, the CBS Sports Classic then? I was rooting for both. Uh, I mean, I know my my roommate my roommate James Brown. So you know he's committed, signed to uh, North Carolina. So he's putting that in my ear all the time, telling me to watch them and telling me that I'm gonna be there with him one day. But I mean. Maybe so, but we'll see. Who are some of your favorite uh, Kentucky and North Carolina players uh, growing up? You know, guys that you like to watch a lot or maybe even model your game after? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, name guys like guard, guard play for sure, like Kobe White, um, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Malik Monk, Ashton Hagens, Tyrese Maxey. Um, I mean, Jordan, obviously, Vince Carter. Just a couple O's for sure on both ends of it. We got a bunch of fan questions. We want to roll through these rapid fire real quick. Does that work for you, Jasper? Yeah. 
Yeah, it works. All right. Zadonk says, do you have any visits set up or a timeline for a commitment? We already talked about commitment. So what about visits? Um, I mean, throughout my schedule, I'm trying to uh, plan a couple couple official visits before I start to post my list or whatever that I'm cutting down to. So, I mean, just fitting that throughout my schedule with traveling and stuff, getting my, with my coaching staff. I mean, yeah, I plan on taking a couple of different officials. BBN Bluegrass says, what's it been like playing against other UK recruits like Jaden Quaintance and VJ Edgecombe? How tough was VJ defensively? And do you stay in communication with any other current UK recruits and targets uh, for the upcoming 2024 and 25 seasons? Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, it's always good playing versus another recruit. Um, I mean, VJ, he's he's a freak athlete for sure. So, I mean, I can see that extra year I'm talking about with my body for sure. Physically, um, I mean, he was able to get to his spots. I mean, knocked me off my spots a couple times. And, I mean, me seeing that, observing. But, I mean, yeah, I definitely keep in contact with a couple couple different players that are, are signed and, and committed to Kentucky, uh, like like Boogie Flam, uh, Billy Richmond, obviously Jaden Quaintance, who I played with this past summer. So, yeah, I keep in contact, like Travis Perry, a couple different players. And he also asked, did you ever play against Travis Perry growing up? Um, I played versus him one time, and I think it was in like sixth grade, seventh grade state championship, one of the two. Um, so I mean, yeah, I played against him then, but he he was tough. He probably he probably had like thirty points just shooting straight threes. He's like probably playing varsity back then. He, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it's he ridiculous. He, he's been playing varsity since fourth grade. It's ridiculous. Um. <laughs> UK Hoops 1 BBN says, who is uh, the your, your favorite top recruit to play against so far? So who's been the best, you know, one-on-one competition for you? Mm, best one-on-one competition. I'll probably say, uh, going back to Caden Boozer, uh, we played him um, at uh, Columbus uh, in City of Palms. Uh, I mean, me and him were going at it for sure. He put up some great numbers. I put up some great numbers. Uh, I mean, going against him was great for sure. Zach Bingman says, what Kentucky player do you model your game after? So he, he was very specific. He said Kentucky player. Hmm. I'd probably say probably De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I like how he used to play fast. That 2016 team, I used to tune in and watch them all the time. But, I mean, definitely him for sure. Watching, watching him play at the next level uh, and seeing his game growing and how he continues to get better each season. Uh, I, like, I, like, I like that. I like watching him. Uh, he also asked what Kentucky's team uh, sparked your fandom of Kentucky basketball. So you could say a 2016 team. Um, and then he also says, if you commit to Kentucky, what would be one matchup that you're looking forward to Duke versus Kentucky, Louisville versus Kentucky, something like that. Probably Louisville for sure. I mean, being from Kentucky, I mean, tuning into that game, you know, it's always crazy between Louisville and Kentucky, the atmosphere uh, of a, of an in-state in-state robbery. I'd probably say that game. Did you ever did you, did you like Louisville growing up ever, or or were mm-hmm. they kind of the bad team in the house? I mean, yeah, I like Louisville. I mean, uh, different sides of my family, you know, not <laughs> too much like them. But I mean, I was always in the in, in the middle. I mean, I never had a problem with them. I love watching them grow up. Uh, I mean, I used to play for an AAU team uh, in Louisville since I was in second, third grade. Third, fourth, fifth grade, uh, Louisville Magic. So I used to always tune in there. Went to a couple games when I was younger. So yeah, I was I was in I like both schools. Connor Riggs said, and, and this will be one of the last ones I ask you. Um, which you said for which former cat, but NBA player do you model your game after? I, I know D'Angelo Russell. You have a tight relationship with him. For fans that haven't heard that story, just wh- where did that relationship come come from? And you know, what is your current relationship with with him? Um, I mean, D'Angelo being from Louisville as well. 
Uh, you know, he, he always been has that bug in my ear. I talk to him often. Uh, he was actually uh, helping my decision to come to Link, uh, going to prep school. I mean, he did it uh, being from Louisville. He went to uh, Montverde, and, you know, he told me it was going to be hard. I mean, but just grow and develop and, and, and see the good in it. And, I mean, having him in my ear, seeing that he's a pro and he's been in the position that I want to be in, is always a good thing. Uh, I mean, I see he's doing good with the Lakers right now. And, I mean, I, I talk to him often, probably probably three times, three, four times a week. Uh, I mean, just, just asking him questions and just growing uh, and developing my mental side of it. Last one, 270 Bradley Smith says, thoughts on the current state of Kentucky high school basketball? You kind of touched on this. Uh, we're seeing some big-time players come out of the state and Reed Shepard, Travis Perry, you, uh, Malachi Moreno, Gabe Wise, et cetera. How did playing in Kentucky help prepare you for the national stage at Link? Hmm. How did that help me prepare? Um, Definitely, uh, I know me playing in Kentucky, uh, a lot of schools would scout me differently. And just seeing that, and, you know, having to playmake and get my teammates involved to help me win games. Um, definitely my IQ side group being down there, uh, you know, make, they making it more difficult on me to, you know, even catch the ball or, or impact the game. Uh, just, just finding different ways to impact the game besides scoring as well. Uh, playmaking, rebounding, uh, defending, blocking shots, boxing out, the little things really. That's, I feel like that uh, playing in Kentucky helped me. I mean, and also, like, value in possession. I mean, there's no shot clock down there, so I know, like, how, how teams can hold the ball, this and that, but different different things like that, you know, with and without the ball, it definitely helped me play in Kentucky. Zach, you got anything before we get Jasper out of here? No, I'm all good. All right. Uh, for when it does come time for you to make a decision, what will the school of your choosing be getting in Jasper Johnson? And we'll get you out of there with that. Uh, energy guy, uh, playmaker, uh, scorer, defender, whatever. Anything a coach needs and program needs in me. Entertainment. <laughs> uh, Jasper, we appreciate you, man. We're going to kick you out and we're going to bring in your pops, Dennis Johnson, to talk a little bit about the, the event and just kind of, you know, what's it like having uh, a son like Jasper Johnson? Jasper, appreciate you coming on. We'll see you this weekend. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate you all. Appreciate Thank you, Jasper. I believe Dennis. What's up, my guy? What's up? <laughs> Were you proud of proud of your son on on uh, uh, crushing that interview, man? He's the best. No, he did a, he did a good job, man. And so uh, we, you know, he's and sometimes he can be quiet. But I told him, I said, you got to kind of get out of your shell. It's just kind of now becoming a you're kind of your own brand and business. So he's he's doing a good job of speaking and trying to speak clearly. And I said, uh, get your hair out of your face and look, you know, you know how some kind of high school kids are getting off. We did a good job. I'm proud of it. Cause you know it, like you, you've been there, done that. You've been in the NFL. You, you know what it, you know, kind of what that vision looks like. So how much has that helped, you know, him growing up and kind of embracing this national stage? I mean, he's now uh, at the, at, at the top of, of his game in his class. No, I think it's uh, being able to be around me. And my wife always says, everywhere we go, you always stop and talk to 100 people. And, you know, kind of growing up, I was kind of a – now my brother was out there. He talked to everybody. was attorney. I was kind of quiet and kind of knew what I wanted to do. But I knew as I got older, you know, you have to talk to people. You have to present yourself. And, and, and you have to be a brand. And so I think he's learning that. I think uh, Wilford County was great in helping him. Uh, to where he, until when he left, and Link's been he, he better because he's kind of on his own. He's got to figure some things out and uh, a presentability, and you know, being able to get in a routine and all this stuff. I think it's really, really been good for him uh, this this past year. Hey, Dennis, Zach Gagan here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, 
just curious how the last you know year or so has been for you and Jasper. You know, I'm sure it's been overwhelming in a lot of areas. But did you ever think that your son would be good enough to go to one of these prep schools and, and be in this situation that he is right now? You know, I don't know. When he was probably seven or eight, I started watching a lot of YouTube when, when all these people start, you know, talking about these little sensations of kids who could dribble really good. And so I did a lot of research and I sit in my room one night and I'm like, man, I think Jeff, because he always had a basketball in his hand. He played all the sports, but he always had a basketball. And I said, well, maybe if we start working out and, and really getting out, he might have a chance. And so we just started getting in the gym. Uh, I have videos when he was four and five years old. We'd be at Jesse Clark or mill creek at 5 30 in the morning just trying to get working and, and I, you, you you never know and so we just try to continue to get better kind of how my father did myself and my brother and a lot of guys in harrisburg and so uh so it's been a gradual progression and but i kind of knew you know two or three years ago he had a chance and i think he spoke on it you know when i was probably as nervous i've ever been we walked into a uh first session of eybo in florida uh and I've seen all these six, nine, 16 guys. I'm like, oh, my God, what have we got myself into? You know what I'm saying? Because it was a different beast. And so I'm like, man, you oh, better yeah. go out there. And I, I probably said some things to him I probably can't say on, on online. And uh, he went out there, and I said, look at his mom. I'm like, dang, he might have a chance. And that first weekend, he had a really, really good weekend and started getting some buzz. And, and then I got even more nervous. I'm like, man, now you got some pressure on you to continue. And so he just stayed in the gym and worked, got a ton of stuff to work on. But I – I've, I've been pleased, you know, as a father, it's definitely a great feeling to be able to, to go and watch him play. And uh, City of Palms, the 50th year this year, and, you know, I dreamed about him being able to play in that three or four years ago. And to be able to sit in that venue and watch him play was definitely a great experience for my wife and myself. Did you ever want him to be a football player? Like, did, was there ever a moment where you said, man, I wish, I, I, I hope he chooses football over basketball? And then what was the moment for you where it was like, damn. <laughs> I think basketball. I think basketball's got him. No, I knew. I, I knew. Even when we used to go to football practice, he had a basketball in his hand. So if you hear <laughs> people talk about when we played baseball before a baseball game in little league at, at Veterans Park, he had a basketball. He just always had a basketball. So I knew ultimately he was going to be a basketball player. His frame says that. And his last year of football, this is when his dad taught him. He had uh, he had got a ball caught, and we we're playing Whitley County, and, and he gets he used to get really upset when somebody would catch a ball on him, and so they had a big running back and. He ran around the corner, and Jasper, I mean, all six, he was probably 6'3", 160 at the time, gave him everything he had, and I was like, man, he's – and we were winning by a lot of halftime. My dad called me over and was like, this is it. He doesn't need to do football anymore. Built for it. So I knew after that season uh, it was going to be over. And we had kind of talked about it a little bit, but my dad kind of – he confirmed that, you know, he's the biggest football fan, and he loved football and just to, what, it, what it teaches young men and stuff. And so but we knew that moment after the Willie kind of game. I'm like, yep, this is the last season of football. And, you know, we, we struggled a little bit this year. Had some injuries, some quarterback, and I'm like, damn, I need him. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it worked out. I wanted to call him back because the first few weeks we had played, he had went to link. I'm like, maybe I can slide him in a few games. But no, it worked out for the better, man. So I think, uh, you know, his, he, he's meant to play basketball, I think. So I think he's right where he needs to be. Yeah, he said that you were never, uh, you know, extra tough on him or anything as a football coach. But from your perspective, you know, how were you on him? Was he fun to coach? You know, was it was he different than the other kids in that way, or how was it? You know, as a quarterback, he was often, you know, you you got to be very vocal. And so he just kind of, I remember a great story. My my starting quarterback, who's at Morehead State now, got hurt, and it was kind of when we started turning around our program. We were up like twenty-one to nothing. My quarterback hurts his ankle. It hurts his ankle. I'm like, man, they're going to fire me if I was the first time we're in the playoffs. We're going to win a playoff game. So Jasper has to go in. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, y'all know me. I'm super energetic and 
always yelling and jumping. That's how I tore my Achilles. And I'm like, you ready to go, son? And he just looks at me like, Dad, I got it. I'm like, no, 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 I need you ready to go. But he's never had that <laughs> personality. And he went out and did a great job. We won the game, I think he threw for 150, 60 yards and rushed for 40, 50. And he just kind of, another day at the park. And I'm like, dude, that's just kind of how he is. So, uh, so no, it, it, it was a great experience. How proud are you of him watching him get to this point and know that he passed every single test that you had for him as a as a you know as a dad in basketball where every new event that he would go to he would kind of pass those tests and now that he is at link at playing at the highest level and looking the part uh, you know every bit of a top 10 recruit in in high school basketball and in uh, what isn't seen as a really really deep you know generational class what does that mean to you knowing where he's come from and where he is now no, no. First of all, I said, man, I'm as nervous as anybody, you know, sitting in the stands before a game. I'm, you know, just because I get it, you know, and it's a, it's a, he has a ton of room for growth. And, and, and I'm one of those guys, you know, we don't, I, I'm not afraid of failure. A lot of people say, man, why do you, it's a bad decision. You should keep him here. And so I think at every level, when he's been young, I put him on AAU teams in Indianapolis where my wife have to drive him up there two or three times a week. And we played on a Atlanta Celtics. So we, I put him in situations where he scored two or three points, but he had to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And so this was just the next step in his growth. And it hadn't been perfect, you know what I'm saying, by any means. And uh, he's had some struggles, you know what I'm saying? He's He didn't have the ball in his hand as much. So he's having to figure it out. But I, 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 I like that. I think growth is part of it and failure is part of it. You know, a lot of people want their kids to exceed 100% of the time. I've been there. You know, in my college time in UK, I had a lot of – early on, man, I had a lot of failures, man. People expected me to be this great – 20 sack defensive end I wasn't my first year and so I had to figure it out how to get bigger and stronger and learn the game and so he's going through it as well but he's been able to be productive and so that's what I that's what I have a great respect for and and, and which makes me proud but on the other end I, I, I'm a coach as well so I, I always think about what do we have to do to get better and, he, and I think he spoke on it you got to work on his body and his nutrition and 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 and, and, and rebound the ball a lot more and, and that's why I, I have a great respect for Bill, who's uh, the coach at uh, at, at uh, Ling. He's done a great job, and and Jerron, you know, he didn't say it, but Jerron Brown, his coach at Woodford, spent countless hours with him in the gym, man. And Jerron's one of those night owls. He would he would come pick him up at nine, ten o'clock at night and go work out. So Jerron is uh is to get a lot of credit because he he played a high level of pit, and so Jerron really took him on his wing and did a lot. So I, I'm grateful to a lot of people for where he's at. Like I said, he got a long ways to go, but. Uh, he's been able to go and stick his toe in the water with some high-level guys and, and being able to compete at a high level. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. So what was more nerve-wracking for you? Was it playing for Kentucky, like getting ready to go out on the field for that, or watching your son take the floor playing basketball? Oh, not even close. Watching him, you know. <laughs> and if you watch me, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. So we go, we get to uh, City of Palms, and we get to go on the player interest. So they sit us, like, right at half court. And, and anybody who's ever seen Dennis Johnson in most games – I'm at the very, very top so I can cuss and fuss and hit myself in the face and all that type of stuff. And so uh, we sitting down and my wife is like, this is not going to work out good because now you got all these high profile people and the guy who ran the city of Palms and these money people and they uh, we, we, we're playing the uh, Isaiah Evans kid and they start making a run and I probably say something I shouldn't say, and about that time, <laughs> halftime comes, and the next time you see Dennis Johnson, he's at the very top of the field. So, so, so just to that being said, playing was easy. Uh, watching, watching your kid play for me, all three of my kids who play, it's a, it's the hardest thing because you really can't impact. You do, you do all you can do as a dad and, and try to help the development, but they have to go out there and and produce. So definitely, uh, definitely watching is is way, 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 way harder for me. <laughs> 
how cool is this weekend for you knowing that the impact like you know seeing the impact that your dad has made on this community and the lives that he has impacted and knowing that your son is the face of this game honoring your father like how how cool are kind of both sides of your life where you came from and you know the, the your son because of it you know those two things intertwining for the you know the the greater good in Kentucky high school basketball well, I'll say this first, and Jasper didn't mention it. Nate Conley, who's Jasper's agent, really put this event together. So, so Nate represents Oscar and, and Rob Dillingham. And so Nate is from originally from West Virginia. So he knew uh, the coach of Huntington Prep, Arkell Bruce. And so he kind of got this game together. So shout out to Nate and Core 14. He's done. He's We've been on the phone 50 times a day trying to get this event set up. And then we got a lot of coaches coming in. And so it should be a good event. But no, I mean, getting back to my father, man, he he left a legacy for us to, 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 to carry on. And so... Uh, I see a lot of the things I do with all three of my kids and, and just one of them that my dad did with me, the early workouts, the, the stand in the gym, the, the, the consistency and how you work. And I saw him do it as a coach and, and, you know, uh, athletic director and social studies teacher, then his time at university of Kentucky. And so he impacted a ton of lives and to be able to, to bring honor to him, I think it's going to be a great event. I also don't want to leave it my mother. You know, she, she was very instrumental when my dad was gone, all those trips and stuff. She held the fort down and, She's she's the loudest one uh, in the gym. You're probably here, Sunny. She'll be jumping and hollering. And so she uh, she uh, she's uh, she's been she's been the rock of our family. And so uh, it's been hard on all of us. You know, uh, he was he was the guy. You know, for 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 a lot of people, not just us. And and I always say this: my brother and I shared our father with a lot of people. And so uh, we're just trying to carry on the legacy. And like I said, I appreciate Nate. It was this is kind of his vision of doing this in remembrance of my father. So it should be a great event. We want a lot of people to come out. Wolford County test we could play the first game and then uh Lincoln, Huntington, a lot of, a lot of high profile uh, people in the uh kids in the gym. And so I just think it's gonna be a great event to honor my father. To honor all these kids, because the game's about these kids, man, getting exposed and being able to play against each other and this is it's a great time. Yeah, speaking of uh, Woodford County, how important was it to have them kind of be the the lead up to the main event there? You know, they've, they've got a pretty good team this year as well. I think they're top 15 in the state. Absolutely. No, no, we want to, we will definitely want to include Woodford County. Jerron's done a great job. And people don't know this, man, probably one of the better players, Makai Smith, who's probably a UK target football-wise, is mm-hmm. out with a knee injury. So he hadn't played all year. And so Jerron, uh, Santonio Wade, and uh, Layton Starks is going going to play football at, at Ball State. He's got he's got a good group of kids, a lot of good freshmen. Uh, the way uh, the way kid, the Joiner kid, Butcher's son, and, and so, so 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 we got a good we got a good little program. I think we've lost two games. Uh, I think Catholic beat us in the Catholic tournament, and then Frederick Douglass knocked us off early on uh, in that Toyota Classic. But Jerron's doing a great job. We got a great team, so it should be it should be two good games for people to check out on Sunday. I gotta ask. You a Kentucky football legend in your own right. What 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 was it like watching the team this year, the football team this year, and, and how how closely do you follow uh, the, this program and the the traje- trajectory of it? And you know, just speaking right. from as a, for, as a former player. No, no, no. I talked to uh, and the one thing I like that 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 I, that I always say I said it ten years ago. I love Coach Stoops. We talk probably once a week during the season. He always texts me on game day and. Uh, I text him to say good luck. And, you know, Vince's son went to – nephew went to Woodford County last year. So, Vince and I are really, really good friends. And it's been an up-and-down year. I think the, the culmination was when we beat Louisville. I think that kind of – that solved a lot of ills. Uh, wish we could have got the bowl game. I watched it. Just didn't make enough plays in the end. But I, but I, I'll say this, man. I think 
there was no better person, uh, and I'm glad Coach Stoops stayed because he's kind of a, been a level of consistency for our program. You know, I think if you if he had went to Texas A&M, and I think a lot of things would have shifted, man. So I think we need to be the UK fans need to be. We always want to win more. I get it. And this year it wasn't the year we won it, but I, I think he's he's put a level of respect on the University of Kentucky football name, and uh, and I'm very as a as an alumni very proud of that, and, and I think better thing better days are ahead for our program. How do you handle Jasper's recruitment with Kentucky, knowing that you've been you played for Kentucky? You know, do you do you try and push him one way? I'm sure you don't, but you know, there's you're still the dad, and you want right. to probably wants him to play for Kentucky. So how do you handle that aspect of it? No, I think ultimately, you know, I, I was talking to, uh, I got a chance to talk to Travis's dad uh, at the Catholic tournament. He just, you know, just it kind of brought back memories of, of my day when I signed. You know, I woke up that morning, I'm like, Dad, I just don't know. It's Notre Dame, it's Kentucky, it's Miami. I just don't know. They're all three great visits. All three, he's like, uh-uh, I did what I was supposed to do. I took you on the visits and now you got to make the decision because ultimately when you go to campus and coaches in your, you know what, you can't say my dad made me go there. So I've been the same way. And I, and I, and I tell all these coaches, we have to separate that. My wife and myself went to Kentucky and we're alumni with Jasper's, with Jasper's uh, career because it has to be different. I, it wouldn't be fair to him. He's worked too hard. He has to make his decision. Now we'll go over a lot of pluses and negative pros and cons, but ultimately at the end of the day, Jasper has to make decisions best for Jasper. We're going to be his parents regardless. We're going to support him. We're going to be there for him when he goes through hard times, when the times are good. But ultimately, he has to make the decision. Now, like I said, I've been in that pressure position before where everywhere I went, people try to push me to go one place. Ultimately, Kentucky was the best place for me. I got a great education. I was able to make it to the pros uh, from the University of Kentucky. So he has to do the same. Whatever school fits him the best that's what he has to that's where he has to go and so he'll do that and we've had this conversation over and over again and every time i see people in the mall or in the grocery store they ask me what's he going to do is he going to kentucky and i tell him you know honestly listen we know we're, we're, we're there for jasper he has to make a decision based on on jasper johnson and that's it anywhere but louisville right <laughs> I'm not, I'm, hey, I'm, my name's been I'm good friends with Nolan Smith and some of those guys. So, uh, so Jasper has to make decisions best for Jasper. I'll I will say, say when when Craig when Craig went to Kentucky, Craig Easton's whole family's Louisville fans, and they flipped to put them they put them Kentucky Kentucky has some fans. So I, I always remember that. I will say when I asked him what the one team he would want to play against when uh -huh. if he were to sign with Kentucky, he did say Louisville. So did he? I got you. that's that's uh, I uh, got that's you. all I'm saying. I um, got you. Well, just your side of things, you know. I'm sure you communicate with coaches and in, in, in different uh, you know different schools across the country. Uh, who have you noticed is recruiting him the hardest and really you know making it very clear that they want Jasper Johnson? And, and what does that mean to you, knowing that they are prioritizing your son and feel that he is he should be the focal point of their respective recruiting classes? You know, I think you know off the off the off the jump, I think uh, Alabama's really been heavy. Uh, Kansas. Uh, Coach Self and his staff have really been, they've been, I've talked to them a ton. Baylor, man, for a while until they started playing, I know Baylor was, was flying up there every week to see him. And so, uh, in Kentucky, I talked to Antigua and him, but those, those probably, those four are, are probably the, the, the schools who, who, are, who I talk to uh, the most. And they're, you know, they send Texas. I know uh, the coach of Baylor drove up a new facility and he sent me this whole thing and outline you know this is for jasper and we want to get a group and so all that stuff you know I, i've been through all the jargon being a being a top recruit but you know i think a lot of these guys are, are very personable and, and they know 
you know, I've been through it, so you don't have to feed me all the, the other stuff. You probably can feed my other friends. Because I understand at the end of the day, you got to go in, you got to work, you got to be productive. You know, we can talk about all this other stuff, but at the end of the day, it's about production. And I tell Jeff, they won't be recruiting you if you if they didn't think you had projection to be a good college basketball player. So all the other stuff, you know, you can throw it out the window because at the end of the day, production is what it is. And it's a business. I said, now, and I tell them all the time, now you're a business, you're a brand. And, and people and organizations want productive brands that can make them money ultimately. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it's about, and I get that. So we try not to – the work's the main thing, and he knows that hopefully after he gets done, he, he didn't answer the question right when he was doing an interview at the beginning. He missed he, – doing an individual, so I told him to get his butt, go go right now, go back and get him some work in. So uh, because you can't – you can never forget about the work. So I think the one good thing about Lincoln is they got 24-hour access to that gym. I said, man, anytime you get lonely or frustrated – Go get you some shots up. So, uh, but those schools, get back to your question, not to belabor, but those schools, those four or five schools have been the ones, the Baylors, the Kansas, uh, uh, Missouri. I like Dennis Gates. Dennis Gates had a good pitch when I visit there. Uh, you know, I know Kentucky and Alabama, those guys have probably been the most, the people I've been in contact on a daily basis. You talked about brand. How much money would you have made in NIL in your day at Kentucky? Oh, man. I was I was getting some tires from my truck today, and a guy was telling me, he said, man, in your day, you know, coming out, how much, I mean, God. And I just, and it's even hard for me now. Jasper has a few deals, and 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 I'm like, man, I was, you know, my, I remember my dad telling me when I got my uh, signing bonus checks, like, man, I was a social studies teacher, assistant principal, AD, football, track coach, the custodian, I didn't make this in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> now for these kids, you know what I'm saying? It's hard for me because I'm like, man, it's not about the work, but it is a, it is a business. So NIL, finance, all that stuff has to has to play a part into it. And so I've told Jeff, man, and you know, that's why it's important to carry yourself in a, in a, in a respectable manner, pull your pants up and always look presentable and be able to talk to people because that's important. That's what, that's what brands want to buy into. And so I had a chance to go through it and I was with Nike and, uh, Tag Heward and, and some of those brands I was able to, to, to sign with in the pros. And that's what they want, man. They want good people who are productive, uh, productive football players and basketball players, but also good citizens. So I think that means a lot as well. Who It doesn't have to be a Kentucky player, but who, who does Jasper's game kind of remind you of? You know, I think he touched on, I think a, a lot of people say De'Aaron Fox, and I think D'Angelo Russell. When I watch D'Angelo, two lefties, you know, they kind of play with pace. Uh, they, they're probably not the, you know, the biggest people in the world, you know what I'm saying, the fastest in the world, but they play with great pace, make good decisions, shot makers. And I got we got a chance to, when Jackson played in, uh, in Vegas in the Eastern in-season tournament to watch D'Angelo, and, and he came to watch Jackson when they played Montverde, so we got a chance to talk. And, and just they, their games are kind of similar. D'Angelo's going to get everybody involved, but when, it, when he can, he has the ability to score and shoot it. And so, uh, and he and he told Jeff, he's really helped Jeff. He said, I'm playing with LeBron now. So he told Jackson, man, if, if, if somebody's taking the ball out of bounds, they're going to throw it to D'Angelo Wade or LeBron. He said, they're going to throw it to LeBron. And so he's really helped Jackson on trying to offensive rebound. He said, you know, to getting the ball in your hands more go to the glass that's a, a guard who can rebound is one of the most dangerous players so i'm just very appreciative of a lot of people who've invested in jess but i would say d'angelo uh uh or De'Aaron fox are probably two guys i kind of are similar similar to jasper's game you talked about his body everybody everybody asks about the reclass decision how hey yeah. how tired are you of answering that question when people ask you about it and what will be the kind of determining factor for you in helping him make that decision about jumping up to 24 or staying, staying put at 25? 
You know, I think it's a legit question, man, because, you know, a lot of coaches I talk to, I know a few of the coaches I won't say names, they're like, man, 23, 24, 27, we'll take him whenever, right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and so uh, so it has to be in the conversation. Then another question is, you know, what what do you get with another year of high school? That's some of the, some of the I've talked to a few pro scouts, and they've asked me that question. What do you get with another year of high school? And so I think, you know, his body needs a lot of development. I think the one thing I probably failed Jasper on, and this is what probably, this is what probably, excuse me, got me drafted in the third round was, uh, lifting weights, you know, we did a lot of skill work as a kid, but we didn't we didn't do a lot of weight weightlifting. Probably because he was growing, and probably the last two years I probably fed him. Because just to be honest, I'm I, I wasn't a, a big weightlifter, you know, I was athletic and fast and stuff, and and that hurt me in the pros of getting drafted later because my my bench reps at the combine were really really low, and so I think him really understanding the weights and him. Not falling in love with it, but but knowing you have to do it every day because these guys, I mean, me going to these tournaments, man, I just like to go and watch these kids and their bodies like the VJ and the Cooper flags and Jayden Quains at a young age and the flags. I mean, these kids are these kids have phenomenal bodies. And so uh, him eating right and him him working out has to be a priority, I think, to really help because college is a whole nother beast. Now we can as much of a, a jump as been from Wilford to Link. This this college stuff, man, is I mean, he's he's a grown man, and so uh, I think you want to give yourself the best chance to go in and have an impact. So I think another year um, is going to be beneficial in Jasper's development. And I want to add because this is a question I've gotten about Jasper, and I've never known how to answer this. Uh Some fans have wondered if a like going to college a year early as a reclass and then like red shirting, then just working with a strength and conditioning program for a year. And then, so he's ready there. Is that something that you guys would consider? And you know what, why wouldn't you do that versus going back to high school for another year? Right. No, I think that's definitely something to consider, but I think the big thing is this Jasper, uh, you know, we had a chance to go to overtime this year and didn't and turn down, uh, turn down a ton of money actually. Uh, but I think he still kind of wants the high school experience. And one of his goals was, and I put it about three years ago, I put my Reebok All-American uh, sweatsuit in his closet and he gets a chance, he got a chance to look at it every single day. And so he, he probably, I don't know if he said it or not, but he wants to try to get the McDonald's and Jordan brand and all that type of stuff. So I think for the high school experience, man, you know, I always wanted to be able to experience that. Cause like I said, you always have time to grow up and be a pro if you, if you get that opportunity, but I, I don't want to underestimate the high school experience. I think it, I was able to enjoy it for four years. I want him to be able to enjoy it and be able to, and maybe you know, reap some of the benefits of his labor. So I think that that that, that has to play into the equation as well. People look at the money and all this type of stuff, but sometimes, man, you don't want kids to grow up too fast. And sometimes it can kind of bite you in the butt too, as well. You got anything else, Zach? No, I'm all good. All right, Dennis. I asked Jasper this last question I had for him. <laughs> what? whoever gets your son, what are they getting in Jasper Johnson? And and I guess just how proud are you of, of Jasper for getting to this point? This weekend is a big weekend for him in particular. It's, it's a, a long time coming, the, you know, reuni- reuniting back at, at Woodford. Uh, just, you know, how important is this weekend for you? And what what is, whoever gets your son, what are they getting in him? They're going to get a dad who's going to sit at the very top. Of- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think you're going to get a uh, a kid who really loves basketball. Uh, I think he, he he's, He's grown as a uh, as a young man. I think he he's a shot maker. You know, I think the one thing he can do is, is shoot the ball extremely well. Uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go and 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 make other people better. You know, I think he's gonna make other people better. So I think those are some of the things you're gonna get with Jasper. Guy who's gonna be energetic, who 
I've seen him more the last year or two than I've seen his whole life. He's jumping, he's smiling. So I think he's having a good time. And uh, and I think this weekend, you know, awesome is a culmination of, of, of all the things of wish his grandfather could be here, but he's smiling down in heaven. And so just a, a time of, of joy. You know, I said it's a lot of pressure every single day, but I want Jasper, and I have to tell him this as a dad because I've been really, really bad about this. Enjoy the moment, man, because life is too short. You know, we see people getting out every day, and I want you to enjoy it and embrace the people who helped you get to this journey and go out and have fun. And whether you score 30 or you score 10, man, it's a great time to come back. People get to see you, get to see all your old friends. And so just have fun. And so, you know, it's a it's a, it's a a marathon, not a sprint. I think sometimes, even as a dad, I get we, – we want it to be just – it's all about the next day, the next day, the next point, the doing this and doing that. But we got to just take some time to enjoy it, man. This is this is a great experience in this life. And, you no, know, we're empty nesters. Me and my wife, I said, man, we done got all real fast. So we, we need to enjoy it. So we're going to enjoy this weekend and, and have some good time with friends and family. Well, Dennis, we're looking forward to it. We're, we'll both be there. We're looking forward to sitting at the top of the bleachers <laughs> with you. We'll, we'll 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 be right there with you. We'll cuss up cuss up a storm, fuss, and do all that stuff with you. So Absolutely. we're we're looking forward to it, man. It's gonna be a blast. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you having me, man. Thank you all. Yep. Thanks, Absolutely. How awesome was that, man? That that is just that doesn't get much better than that, Zach. Yeah, he's a. I believe he just cut out. Oh, hello. You good? There we go. We're yeah. good. Keep talking. Well, I was just saying, they're, they're cool people. Cool dad, cool kid. Hopefully they end up in Kentucky, you know? Some yeah. Cool stories I, there from Dennis. I like that. Yeah, and he he gets it. He's He is one of those guys that all SEC talent at Kentucky, he has been there, done that. He knows what it takes to be at the next level, what it takes to make to the NFL. He has you know, he's been, he's been there. He's been in Jasper's shoes. So if there was ever one person that I would, you know, trust to, you know, guide Jasper in the right direction and put him, you know, where he needs to be. I mean, I don't think there's a better person out there than Dennis. So he, he's just been so helpful and uh, just, you know, the very, very good family. And I, I'm just so glad that his Jasper's grandfather, Dennis's dad gets honored the way that he does this weekend. This event's really, really cool. And a chance I mean, yeah. we didn't even really get to talk about the significance of Darren yeah. Peterson being there too, because that's also another one of Kentucky's top targets as well. Yeah, Jasper Johnson and Darren Peter, that's, you know, that, that's, well, Trey Johnson too. And like you said, they've got, what, five or six, I think, Division One signees, maybe a couple more prospects. So Link's got a loaded team. And uh, I actually got the chance to watch Darren Peterson in person a couple weeks ago against Tay Kinney, who we, who we mentioned earlier from Newport. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. I haven't seen, I didn't get to see Jasper play on the AAU circuit over the summer. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to see kind of how his game has progressed from, because I think, I guess the last time I saw him was at the Sweet 16 in Rupp Arena. I believe they've made a loss in the first round, maybe the second round uh, last year. But, yeah, so I haven't watched him in a while. I'm very curious to see how his game has progressed and everything. And, like you said, it's going to be a really cool atmosphere, cool environment. So we're going to have our whole crew there, the whole KSR gang. So I'm I'm looking forward to that entire event. It's going to be a fun day. Well, we got a couple notes to hit before we wrap up the show. I know some pretty big news came out today about – a very important seven foot two individual that is that is trying to make his way back to the University of Kentucky, and he was today. Will he play? Will he not play? We will talk about that in just a second. But before that, Zach, 
you shouldn't have to worry when you are buying tickets. Now isn't the time for guesswork with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game Time does all of the hard work for you. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it is the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more with zone deals. You pick the section, and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% of the savings, and and the game time guarantee means that you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download game time app, create an account, and use code KSR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code KSR for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Zach, you have been there at Rupp Arena. You've seen that. Uh, it I've is filling up. It has been sold out, and I believe we're probably going to be sold out. I think the rest of the regular season because the team is awesome, and when the team is awesome, fans want to be there. So, uh, just how important is it for fans to jump on game time and join whatever seats are left that uh, before they get sold out? Well, if you want to go see a hopefully the brightest blue court you've ever seen in your life, I don't think we have an update on, on whether or not that's going to be back, but I would assume that it's going to be back by SEC play. So that's really your main reason right there. Go see this brand new court because when we saw it, what game was that? That was like a month and a half ago now at this point, that last game we saw. You, oh, it was, yikes, whoops, it was the UNC Wilmington game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we need to wipe that memory away, but. Yeah, go go on game time. Get you a cheap ticket. Uh, well, not not very cheap, but get you you'll have a great seat to watch the, some really fun basketball. That me and Jack get great seats, you know, kind of uh, to to shove it in your face. And it's it we love watching uh, th- this team right now. So yeah, join along. While we are while we are talking about our our uh, very very important friends, let's just keep on rolling because conference play has tipped off in college cool. basketball plus. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, that is 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find the popular parlays, and more. FanDuel, go visit fanduel.com slash pilgrim and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL 21 and older and present in Kentucky. First online real money wager on only $5 pregame money line wager required, $10 first deposit required. Uh, bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus. Uh, bets which expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. All right, let's get into. I've got the... I, I've got a bet suggestion. Say, oh, Shea yes. Gilgis Alexander. He's plus four fifty right now on Fanduel to win MVP. That's fourth best odds. Go pl- go prop it in there right now. Go go drop it down. Drop drop twenty bucks on it. You know he's that hooping. man is he's he is good. He is I don't know if he'll win MVP, good. but he's he's up there. He's going to be close this year. Fourth best he's, odds. He's currently playing my Boston Celtics, and I'm hoping tonight of all nights he's not playing well. But you know, oh, it will. is what it is. It it's just it's just the reality of the situation because he's he is he is him he is as good. the as the the young folks like to say. Uh, all right, we have to get to the nitty gritty of this because today some very surprising news. Uh, I guess 
not surprising if you believe John Calipari and what he says, because that's something that has become like taboo lately that whenever Cal says something, it's like an immediate, I don't believe you for like the casual fans. So Cal said that he expected Z to make his way back to the States after the holidays. I know he had one brief setback because he was supposed to be back for the Illinois state game, did not make it back for that trip, but he's back in the States. I was told that he uh, is back in Lexington has rejoined the team and I will firmly admit on my end that that is a surprise for me. I was, I, that once he left to go back home and we had not heard a resolution from the NCAA, no final answer at that point, I had heard things behind the scenes about kind of this breaking point between the two parties of, we got to focus on my team and Z has to worry about his future and what's best for that. And he came over here to play in route to becoming a first round draft pick. And if he can't play in games for Kentucky, we're already midway through the season. Something's got to give somewhere. And there was a breaking point that it was made apparent to me that we may not see him return back to the States. So the fact that he is back, what does that mean to you, Zach? Does it indicate that, we could see Z cleared in the near future, or does he just enjoy being around his teammates here in Lexington? Well, if the NCAA's eligibility center's uh, Twitter is accurate, uh, they have opened back up as of today. So you would assume that they are going to ramp things right back up or pick back up where they left off with whatever process they were in with Big Z. Um, obviously, I think it's, you know, it's, there's no bad. There's no downside for him returning from Kentucky's perspective because um, you still have him around. You still have him involved in the program. He, if, by all accounts, it sounds like he's still – or by your account, actually, on over on KS Board. Uh, it sounds like he's very you – know, he loves this team. He likes hanging out with the players. He likes being around everyone. Um, so having him back in there just from the camaraderie aspect is nice. Um, now it's just a matter of do you get him cleared? And if you do, what do you do with him then? You know, does – do you mix him back into the group? You're, you're still trying to work back in Aaron and Ugo. You know, it's almost, let's say he gets cleared tomorrow. Yeah, I, I would highly doubt that he plays on Saturday. I'd, I'd probably highly doubt he plays, you know, in the next couple weeks after that, just because of the ramp up process for him is going to be, honestly, probably one of the more unique situations that we've ever seen in terms of a, a, a kid from Europe trying to play college basketball, just especially with his, his sicknesses, the food poisoning, you know, he's, he's still hasn't played uh, the American game, if it, you know, however different it is to play. Um, so there's going to be a, a long period of, of getting him up to speed whenever he does get cleared. So, you know, you still, Kentucky still needs it to happen sooner rather than later, because the sooner it happens, the sooner you can figure out if he's good enough or if he's at the point in his conditioning and his ramp up that he can actually help this team and impact this team. Uh, because like I just, you've got two seven footers that you're still only a couple weeks in with them. So there's a whole lot of, work that has to go into trying to get get a guy like him up to speed with the, how this rest of the team has already been gelling together for the last six months. It has been a really tough process for both both sides. Kentucky, you know, Cal being as frustrated as, as he has been, and that's no longer a secret. I mean, if you just listen to him on radio, if you listen to him on, uh, you know, post-game press conference, he has made it very clear that – it is was quote it unquote Louisville common game? sense. Yep. Yeah. He, he chose that platform. Said, yeah. Well, he pretty much said that it's the same thing that's happened with high school players, which, you know, they're getting NIL money and it's, it's 
at this point, it's the exact same thing, if not a little bit, you know, the, the, the NIL aspect of it is probably a little bit, you know, uh, more heightened or, or, wor- or deepened in, in terms of just playing a, or paying a kid to play for his pro team over in Europe, you know, so I, I'm all for Cal, you know, kind of being on his uh, FU type mode because I think he's completely right in this situation and we don't usually say that. Yeah, it it was never personal. This was never the when I and I I am here to tell you that the conversation did happen about would it be best long term for us to go our separate ways for your future, Z. Like Z, would it be best for you to focus on just going back home, spending time with family, friends, you know, working out with your own trainers, working back out at, at, at home, preparing, just going all in on the draft process. So you don't have to be a distraction in a, you know, a, a circus element at Kentucky. Like if he's not going to be declared eligible, he's not going to play here. Then maybe it would be best for your long-term future. If you were, you know, focused entirely on the draft process. Kentucky would not have blamed Z if that were the decision that he decided to make. And that was, you know, I heard that leading up to the UNC game when, you know, I, as Cal has alluded to, I think there were more details that kind of presented themselves about what his contract looked like for, you know, before he got to Kentucky. And there's a big difference between high school NIL and NCAA's eyes, high school NIL versus a professional overseas contract and potential money that comes with a pro contract. So once those details kind of came about, it was my understanding that, you know, compliance was not willing to let something like this slide because they understand that the sanctions that could come from playing a former pro overseas would result in like, that's not, they're not going to risk something like that. So it was my understanding that once that those details kind of presented themselves, it wasn't like this NCAA is going to declare him ineligible 100 with with certainty, and they're just kind of saying, "Well, you know, we're hands off. We, we you know, we're we feel good about him not getting declared eligible. He better go home." Like it was never about that. It was just, well, it's not as clear cut as everybody has kind of hoped and expected. What would this look like if he were to, to to be declared ineligible if we are already this far down the road entering SEC schedule? What would, as you said earlier, what would introducing him to the lineup, even if he were be, to be declared eligible this week or next or whatever, how long would that process take and would the reward be worth the hassle of getting there? So. It's been complicated, and I I have not blamed any side in this, and even his decision to come home because come back because I thought just on my end that it would have made a lot of sense for him to just say you know what this isn't worth it uh, I need to focus on myself Kentucky needs to focus on Kentucky and let that be that he made that decision to come home to to come back to Lexington because he loves it here he loves his teammates he loves this coaching staff and he feels like he is developing in ways that he never did before which is another side of this. He's also, you know, whether he's playing or not, he's also developing against NBA talent, preparing for the NBA here. So it's complicated. It's frustrating. Cal is very clearly frustrated. He has every right to be frustrated. Z has every right to be frustrated, but I appreciate his ability to kind of see through the noise and say, you know what? I could do this and it would make sense for me to do this, but I think home is in Lexington right now. It's a very mature and, uh, you know, 
tip tip of the cap to him for making that that type of decision. Yeah, and that's it. Kind of goes back to like what we we're just what I was just saying is he clearly likes he likes being around this team. You know, he could have easily just stayed home and uh, stayed with his girlfriend and posted more Instagram stories and stuff like that. But instead, he decided to come back to Kentucky and like like you said as well, he's still getting high quality training development all of those things he's going up against two other seven footers in practice uh nba level guards uh so in terms of, you know if you went back to home he could have uh you know continued his development and stuff but you're probably getting just as good of the uh from the basketball perspective you're probably still getting just as good of the results from kentucky if not better as opposed to going back home um so i do think there was still some incentive for him to even if he knows that even if he secretly knows that you know the NCAA is never going to clear him, there probably was still incentive to him um, in terms of being around you know a lot of friends, you know being in the seven footers group chat, being around friends that he likes, and and getting the development that he is, and eventually he, you know he'll get he'll he'll start loving a McDonald's cheeseburger here soon, and then he'll he'll be all accustomed to all all that stuff, and he'll be he'll be ready to go, and all of a sudden this kid will be a first round draft pick, so who knows, but. What do you think he ate to make him get food poisoning in Lexington? Like, what do you think was that meal that led to kind of like the first of many terrible things that happened to Z upon arriving at the States? I feel terrible for him. You know, I bet it was like Chipotle. Really? Yeah. A chain? You, you, I hope it was a chain, not like Indies or a, a local well, like Joe Bologna's or something especially. I've been, I go to Indies all the time. That would that ruins me. So I can honestly like Indies would probably set his insides on fire. So I hope that he didn't. <laughs> Daniel Hager suggesting Wing King in here. I don't know if that's what he if that's what actually happened or not. But uh, yeah, Wing like even those places would set his insides on fire. So I'm, my guess though is like when he first got, he's like he's probably like you know I've heard all about this Chipotle. Let's go get it. And then immediately and I mean who among us hasn't sat on the toilet for three hours after eating Chipotle? You know, it's a good point. TMI? It's no, it's, it's, it's a good point. I, I feel for Z man. And, and that's like, part of it is I'm glad that he made that decision to say, you know what? I've gone through all of this effort to get to this point. Anyway, let's just see this damn thing through. Like, why would I give up 12 games into the regular season? Just because stuff has sucked up to this point. Like the team is fun. I, you know, Aaron Bradshaw went on a five minute rant in one of his you know, interviews saying that Z is his best friend and he can't believe he became so close with somebody in such a short amount of time. Like you can't fake that. And if you're going to go through the effort of doing that, why not see this thing through? So man, shout out to Z for making a very adult mature decision of deciding to come back and see this process through, go across the finish line with these cats because uh, I think it's going to be worthwhile. I, I don't blame him for wanting to get a championship ring. Even if he doesn't ever get to you know, play for this team, I would understand why you would want to have your name associated with this group in particular and have the memorabilia and the jersey and all that stuff. So um, we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping that tomorrow we wake up and the NCAA has done the right thing and has declared him eligible. And then this segment is completely dated and we can laugh, at a, uh, laugh about this tomorrow. I'm hoping that is the case. I'm going to choose to be optimistic and say it's never over until it's over. He is now back home. So it has at least opened the door for the NCAA to kind of say, why are we letting high school kids make hundreds of thousands of dollars, but we're worried about what Z may or may not have made before arriving to Kentucky. It is stupid. It's hypocritical. 
Yep. It is like power hungry nonsense. There's no reason for it. Make the right decision. And let's just, whether Z is good or not, how good he can be, what all of those questions, let's have us be able to answer that for ourselves with our own two eyes. Don't make that decision for him because you are power hungry and Congress has basically overruled everything in terms of NIL. So you have to make some type of decision. Like don't, don't use that power against Z in this case, because he's just an innocent kid looking to play college basketball. And when you let me get off my soapbox. When you just touched on it, there's the other aspect of this is a lot of fans just want to see the kid play. Like, how good is he? Like we, you know, is, is he as good as kind of, you know, we, we, he was kind of made out to be when he came over here. You know, we, we don't really know anything about his game other than the, uh, like the FIBA type clips that we can see on YouTube, like this, it's becoming almost like like a mythical creature type at this point. It's like, wow, the seven three kid, you know, he can shoot, he can dribble. It's like I just, I'm getting to the point now. Where I just want to see him play. I want to see him out there. You know, I don't, I don't care if he's good or bad. I just want to see what he what he looks like because it's it's been so long that I'm almost just more curious about how he actually looks on the floor as opposed to what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, that's. How I am, I'm. I, I love the 45 second highlights of him dunking over people and going coast to coast and drilling threes and doing all the fun unicorn stuff. But I'd like to see an actual real life setting of him. I think yeah. it'd be a blast. Uh, it's it's been cool seeing him warm up before games and you know make threes. <laughs> you were standing next to me at the Yum Center when we were like watching him drill three after three mm-hmm. after three after three, and I was like, hmm. I have not seen a seven foot three guy do that before. Pretty cool. He's got a great shot too. The form is good. You know, he does his feet go like maybe two inches off the ground when he shoots. Like he's your perfect seven foot shooter. Like, and I think he's seven four too. Like I, I generally do. The seven three is a lie. Seven two. That kid is seven four. He's massive. He doesn't even have to jump to dunk. It's pretty crazy. Just how it's easily he can just drop his hand into the rim. So I would just love to see the kid play. I really would. All right, we have run very, very, very long, Zach. This has been a blast. Before we get out of here, Saturday, Florida, yeah. first SEC road trip. How yeah. excited are you to see how the Cats do to open SEC uh, the SEC schedule? I'm just excited to not have to wait eight days in between every single game now. We, we're finally getting back to where we got two games a week at this point. So first, uh, first SEC game on the road against uh, – I, I was kind of doing some Florida research. They're really not – bad at all like honestly florida might be a pretty good team um you know they've got the uh, the former rick patino guy uh walter clayton i think is his name and he was at uh iona right um he's pretty good they've got a couple of other good uh start richard is good uh the riley i can't pronounce his last name they, he's really good uh they've got a, a bunch of like kind of just not not necessarily great wins they've got a bunch of good wins on their resume i think they have one uh yeah they're one loss to baylor they lost to baylor by four you know, that's not really a bad loss. Uh, lost to Wake Forest in Virginia, but those those are still kind of respectable teams. They've got a bunch of hand, uh, quality wins. You could say Florida State, Pittsburgh, Richmond, Michigan. I'm just kind of reading out their schedule here, but those are all quality wins right there. Um, there's a reason, I think, that the betting odd is, is really close. Like Ken Palm has Kentucky. Oh, man. You cut out. I don't know. Okay, there you go. God. Keep talking. We're, You're good. Uh, yeah, the, the BPI gives them like Florida like 60% chance to win. So I do think that Florida's got a lot of really good players. Um, I don't think they have any great players like the caliber players that Kentucky has, but I think they have enough. Um, 
I really like their co- uh, coach Golden. I think he's he knows what he's doing. He had a first good year there. Uh, so he's building something good down there in Florida. And to have it, the first SEC game kind of be at a weird, like I think it's at like 1230 or something um, on the road in Gainesville. You know, that's a long trip down there. Um, I'm sure they'll probably leave on like Thursday or something. But yeah, I'm very excited to, to see this team in action here. Um, but I do think that if Kentucky fans are expecting a blowout here, I think Florida is a very, very good team. I do expect Kentucky to win still. Um, but yeah, I'm more, I'm more interested to see kind of just how Kentucky handles a, a very solid overall team. Uh, they're going to be a major step up from the likes of Louisville and Illinois State. And as our friend Daniel Hager so eloquently see that puts, in there, yeah. no more Colin Castleton. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. He is gone. A quad one opportunity for Kentucky. This would be mm-hmm. the team's second quad one win on the year following the UNC game. So, uh, Got to start building that schedule. Got to start building that resume. Uh, it would be a chance to go four and one in quad one and quad two games, which is, you know, right there. I feel like the analytical data is just waiting for the, just waiting for that opportunity to just give Kentucky the benefit of the doubt because the AP is already, AP poll has already done that for the Cats moving the, moving them up to six. It, it just feels like all of the other Ken Palm and the net and all of that other stuff is just like waiting for that one last, all right, fine. You're as good as we think you are opportunity. And I think this could be a very uh, significant opportunity to do that against the 48th team in the net true road game. This should hold firm as a quad one through the finish line, barring like an absolute collapse for, for, from Florida. But I'm not expecting that. I think Florida is going to be pretty darn solid uh, from start to finish. But we'll get quad one, Florida, uh, home against uh, a quad three against Missouri. They stink. Then another quad one against uh, at Texas A&M. And then a quad two at home against uh, Mississippi State. So we're starting to stack some solid games up and building some semblance of a resume. But you got to win the games first. Yeah, and I think – Part of the reason that Kentucky's some of the the stats are kind of going against them is I think Kentucky is a top 10 worthy team, but I'm not necessarily sure the resume right now says that they're a top 10 worthy team. And I think that's where some of the analytical pushback comes comes from is just more schedule based stuff like, you know, they've I mean, they've got the win over North Carolina. Honestly, the Miami win really is it kind of looks almost or it looks not nearly as good as it did at the time when Miami they lost their next game right after. They had a close win after that, but they still haven't lost. I think they still only have two losses on the season. That Miami win, I feel like Miami is going to kind of hit their stride here, and that that game will probably end up being a quad one uh, down the road, and it'll help the schedule eventually. But right now, it's just not doing much for Kentucky. Uh, the UNC Wilmington game just kills that, you know, the net and all that stuff. And I think that's just kind of where some of the analytical pushback or you know, giving some of the favoring to the uh, Gators because I don't think we we don't have a, a a betting line for that one, do we yet? Not yet. I don't think so. But I bet you it's it'll be it'll be two or three. I think Kentucky will still be favored, but it'll be close. It'll be a two, three point spread, something like that. And and part of it is just Kentucky. They've really only proven it once, and that was against North Carolina. Um, so, but one, like you said, if you can if you can handily beat this Florida team, uh, go into Missouri, smack them, then you're going to start building some, you know, a reputation with the analytics and and Ken Palm and the like, and then that's when things will start shifting in, in Kentucky's favor, I think, right now, or in that aspect. Zach, this has been an absolute blast, man. I have uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and Jasper and Dennis were absolutely freaking awesome, man. I, I 
any expectation I had for that interview, they just absolutely skyrocketed it. So uh, yeah, shout out Jasper, great. shout out, shout out Dennis. Um, I'm very, very selfishly hoping that Dennis can rejoin the Kentucky UK athletics family by having Jasper be a part of the basketball family because Jasper is awesome. And I'm very excited for the game on Sunday. Everyone can go see uh, Dennis at the very top of section 232 or you know, like, I'll be up there with them. You know, I'll go, I'll go up there and say, what's up. I, w- I would love to see him up there just screaming and yelling at the opposing coach from literally the Raptors of Raptor, Raptor, geez, Raptor, Raptors of Raptor <laughs> Arena where they have the, the TVs up there and, and watching. So yeah, I, a big fan of Jasper's game. And I'm very excited to watch this, uh, this, this showcase on Sunday. So, and t- that takes quick Woodford County game. You know, if you're, if you're just looking to go watch some basketball, that's going to be a good game. Like I said, Woodford County, they're a top 15 uh, team. Dennis went off and rattled off some of their players. Uh, Makai Smith is a very high level football target, but he's not going to play. Uh, but they still got they've got size, they've got guards pl- guard play. So there's going to be some really fun uh, some fun basketball going on at Woodford County this this Sunday. One final note: the Source Say Podcast is also brought to you by Andy Ludicky and MyPerfectFranchise.net. Andy is a franchise consultant as well as franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he is here to help. If you have any questions about business ownership, you can learn more and contact Andy anytime at www.MyPerfectFranchise.net. Zach Gagan, where can fans find your work? They can find me on KentuckySportsRadio.com, or you can follow me on the social medias. My uh, uh, handle is ZGaganKSR. That is Z-G-E-O-G-H-E-G-A-N, the triple G, Jack, uh, KSR there. So, yeah, go ahead and follow me on the socials and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, go find me on, on that great website that we work for. You can find me on Twitter as well, at JackPilgrimKSR. Go subscribe to KSR Plus. What are you waiting for? We've been talking about the Z News. We've been talking about recruiting updates. You guys were the ones that provided the questions to Jasper via KS Board. So we do that for all of our interviews. KS Board eats first. So make sure you go subscribe there. It's an absolute blast uh, communicating with the KSR family and uh, building a a, a very, very nice community over there. So uh, make sure you do that. And you get to talk to Zach every day. So, I mean, why would you not want to, why would you not want to do that? That's true. Uh, What were we talking about today here? Let's see. We had, uh, we're talking about some Kentucky run game, you know, uh, Brandon's best bets. Brandon Ramsey is like the, He's the man on fire right now. If you want betting advice, I'm serious. You need to go to see what Brandon's writing on KS Board because that guy has like a 80% hit rate right now. It's something insane. So plenty of stuff going on over there. And you can use those bets and go with our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel. I mean, just it, it all it all connects. So oh. Zach, it's been a blast, man. Come Thank you man. so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dennis Johnson. Thank you, Jasper Johnson. We will see you guys at Woodford County High School on Sunday. We'll see you then. Later. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three 
and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.